Hey everybody, in today's podcast, I've got Victor Moss on. We're going to be talking about investing and you got to hear some of his stories. He's got some great, fantastic stories about deals he's put together. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Invest in San Antonio podcast hosted by Brad Larson, real estate broker and founder of RentWorks Property Management in Military City, USA. San Antonio, Texas is one of the greatest places on earth to work, live, and raise a family. It's one of the fastest growing areas in the country. So together, let's take advantage of the rock solid economy along with the strong housing market. In this podcast, we'll interview some fantastic guests with conversations highlighting some of the best parts of the local real estate market and the people that make it great as we invest in San Antonio. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Invest in San Antonio podcast. I am your host, Brad Larson. And today's esteemed guest, I have Mr. Victor Moss. Now, Victor and I have known each other for going on six, seven, eight years. He's been a real estate attorney in the San Antonio market and is focusing on real estate investments. And we've had a lot of good conversations. We've had lots of good interactions. Uh, I, th- I think very highly of Victor. And I want to bring him on to have a good conversation because I can't imagine anybody else in the market who is more in tune with the real estate investment world, These the real estate all over the world of San Antonio, Austin, the big Metroplex area, than Victor and his team. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Victor on and have him introduce himself to you guys. And let's talk a little bit and have a good conversation. Victor, go ahead. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Brad. Thank you for having me on board. So uh, you probably know I'm from San Antonio. I'm born and raised here. Uh, I served in the Air Force for a short while, and then I got out from college, law school in Nebraska, came back. And about two years after I got into being a lawyer, a real estate lawyer, I wasn't making much money at that. Uh, It sounds great, but it doesn't pay the bills as well as I thought it would be. So I ran into a guy in Houston who had done uh, over 2,000 real estate deals in his career. And I latched onto him and I I asked him if I could learn what he knows. Because I've always wanted to be a real estate investor. Everybody always wants to be a real estate investor. But he, uh, he had me come back to Houston two weeks later and I trained with him for a few days. And when I came back, that first day was a Friday for me. I did research. I learned how to find deals. And I cannot tell you and everybody who's watching this, the key to what I do is I go and hustle for deals. I go look for hidden real estate deals that nobody wants to find. Nobody wants to work at it. But come Saturday morning on my first, after my first day of looking for deals, I drove properties. And the first property I went to, the very first property I ever knocked on was my gold mine. It was a vacant home. It was run down. I then did step two, which is I tried to find the heirs or the sellers. And I found the sellers in an apartment nearby, like three miles away, and knocked on their door. And within two hours of knocking on that door, knocking on it, I actually owned it. I didn't put it under contract. I owned it. And that was just, what the heck just happened here? I ended up rehabbing that and made like 30 grand. This is like 20 years ago, which is a lot of money back then compared to it is now. And it was an amazing thing. I did five deals in six months. And to me, it was just a no-brainer. This is what I want to do. And the reason why is because I like to hustle. I know my worth. If I hustle, I get paid a lot of money. Most people I find, even in this industry, want things just handed to them. Hey, Brad, go find me a deal. Hey, Brad, find me this, find me that. They don't want to go do it themselves. But I like, I enjoy, you know, the diamond in the rough sort of, you know, challenge of going and find that next deal. So I don't have to do 100 deals a year. I do, you know, 10, 20 deals a year, which doesn't sound like a lot, but the quality of those deals are just 
amazing. One of my deals is like 10 or 20 other people's deals because I, I squeeze so much juice out of them because I'm hustling for those deals. No one's like looking for these people the way I find people. I've flown to California several times. I've flown here, drove there to get people to do deals with me. And when I ever ask a group of people, especially you've been to my RIAs, like who would drive to Galveston 300 miles to just go get one signature on a deed? And all these hands go up and I would say, liars, you know, it, it's, it's the truth. A lot of people don't want to hustle. And it, what we do is not difficult. It's just, you know, you got to put your mind to it. You got to follow through. You got to, you know, check all the boxes, make sure you're doing what you're supposed to. And a lot of people don't want to do that. And so that's why I love what I do. Cause I know a lot of people aren't going to do those things. I'd love to hear a lot more about the San Antonio Real Estate Investors Association because you head that up and you have lots of good, you know, monthly type meetings and quarterly meetings and, yes. and coaching opportunities. So I know the audience wants to learn more about that because that's going to set the stage for other stuff we want to talk about. Because I want to hear about a few of your favorite investments in context from start to finish. But, you know, that sets the stage a little bit to talk more about Saria because we're a big fan of it at RentWorks. Uh, we highly recommend our, our investors get involved with it because one, they're going to learn two they're going to find more opportunities and three it's just a good i you know it's just a good way to get your your pulse on you get your finger on the pulse of the market so go ahead and talk to me more about the saria sure so uh we relaunched saria it had been around since 2002 but we relaunched it in 2014 it had been kind of dormant during the recession and uh we acquired it from the guy who ran it before a guy named orlando real good guy and uh, we've been running ever since. And yes, the last two years have been kind of a challenge because of COVID, but we still do it. I don't care. We just keep doing it. <sighs> when things are great, anybody can do great. When things are bad, can you do when it's bad? So the San Antonio Real Estate Investors Association has been around for uh, quite, a, quite a while. And what we do is we teach people where to look for deals. We teach people how to find the sellers and or the heirs. And we teach you how to make the deals happen. It's geared for a lot of beginners who really don't know anything about real estate investing or have always wanted to learn how to find the deals. It's not flipping, right? I don't know if you know this, but rehabbing and flipping and all that stuff, that's not investing to me. That's a job. I mean, you got to do that for weeks and months on end. To me, investing is turning a little bit of money into a lot of money. And I think if you can learn that, you're going to do great. At it. So we at Saria teach you where to look for the deals. We teach you how to find the sellers and how to put the deals together. That's a great point about the investing because really the vehicle of investing is all kinds of different techniques inside of real estate. And you can talk flipping, you can talk buy and hold, you can talk wholesaling, you can talk hard money. I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff people learn. There's yeah. all these different techniques around it to, in, to include renting and property management. You have to understand all of that. And this is where RentWorks fills in uh, nicely with you guys. We've been an affiliate for quite a while and we totally believe in what you do and I promote it as much as possible. We try to attend as much as possible, but it has been a strange world. COVID created this, this weird, all of a sudden fast moving market. And in the green room, you and I were talking just a little bit about it. It's just been crazy, crazy weird the last couple of years. We've had owners sell off everything, you know, 10, 12, 15 homes at a time. And we've had investment, like basically big uh, Wall Street type investment money come in and bring us 10, 15, 30 deals or 30 homes to manage because they're buying them up from other people. It's just been a really uh, interesting deal. And of course, our reluctant landlords, you know, they, they, 
ran for the hills, as you can imagine. Yeah, they they saw the opportunity to cash out pretty big, and they put they put it on the market. And man, things were just flying off the shelves. You know the stories. You yeah. know the the multiple offers. You know the the shady buyers agent techniques that were flying around. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it's it's all of the above. It's been a crazy crazy world. So from your perspective, you saw a little bit different. I want to hear a few things on your side. Well, um, as I was telling you earlier, this has been a weird two years for all of us. But last year was just one of the strangest years for me because, as you said, everything is selling like hotcakes. So I remember um, in the southeast part of San Antonio, it's not necessarily the best area. It's not the worst, but it's definitely not the best by any stretch of the imagination. But I bought a property. Um, I put 35 into rehab. I actually rehab this one. And I sold it. I was hoping for 180. I mean, I'm telling you, I was hoping for 180. I got 235, Brad, which doesn't seem like a lot to people who may listen to this East Coast, West Coast, but for local percentage-wise, that's huge. That's huge. But the crazy part is uh, the lady who owned it, she passed away. We reached out to her two sons. We got the deal locked up. But because of title issues, because of title issues, which I was able to rectify because I'm good at what I do, that property that sold for 235 put 35 into it. I bought for 20. Mm, 20 grand. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I so love it. You can do the numbers. I killed on that one. Um, I did another one a few months ago where it was two townhomes and it was jacked up. Foundation issues, you name it. It was atrocious. I think five, six inches. It looked like an accordion house instead of a house. Uh, two houses next to each other. And the owner owned both townhomes. So... Fixed up everything, 450. 450. It probably needed easily 120 in rehab combined, but we bought it and wholesaled it for 220. We bought it and wholesaled it for 220. Ask me how much I bought it for. I'm, I'm going to throw a crazy number, but go ahead. How'd you, how much you buy it for? 120. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Two homes in north central San Antonio, north of the airport. I bought it for 120 on a Friday. And by Wednesday, I already had wholesaled it for 220. I, I didn't believe do anything it. to it, nothing. Yeah. And, yeah. and so because the market's stupid, I'm going to advise anybody who's watching this or listening to this, you need to learn to adapt to market changes. You have to. If, if properties aren't selling, well, rent them. If they're not selling, owner finance them. You know what? If things are selling like hotcakes, that's when you sell You know what you can, but then you got to start all over again. I know one of my best friends, he buys and holds, buys and holds. And, and literally within, it's a long story, but the short of it is within a year and a half, he was able to add another 20 properties to his inventory. He's got like 50 properties now and he wants to get to hundred properties. And those that are listening are your kind of people, Brad, they want to buy and hold. So that way later on, they have something to leave their children. They have something to give them passive income. And, and so it, it's that. Me, I'm stupid. <laughs> if there's something I can say about myself that I'm stupid, I don't like to buy and hold. That's just me, man. I do one, two deals a year, and I, and I, can, I can write it out. And I know I'll be doing this till I'm clocked out, but I don't care if I leave my kids anything. Screw those little bastards. I joke, but you get my point. Uh, I enjoy what I do. Um, I took 10 vacations last year, Brad. 10 yeah. vacations last year. And they weren't anything fancy, you know, Key West and... West Coast, you know, Chicago and New York, Boston. I mean, I love what I do. And so if I was doing the rent game, man, I just throw, give you all my, I don't want to deal with that headache. So 
Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going off on weird tangents. Uh, oh, it's, it's fun because because you're doing what you're passionate about, which I yeah. totally love. You know, you love the, the 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 flipping game, or I don't want to call it that, but you know, you want you love the deal making, right? That's that's what gets you excited. The gentleman you just mentioned, one of your good friends, who's building up to 50 properties, he loves the deal making in a different method. And so you can talk about a fun conversation of cash flow, right? There's always these investors that look for cash flow, this key little two word term, but they kind of miss out or forget about appreciation and tax breaks. And so, I mean, we, we get, we're getting in the weeds to go down that conversation, but uh, at the end of the day, the appreciation, in my opinion, as you saw this last year, far outweighed any concerns of cash flow. It's almost like if you can get it and just, uh, survive to pay for it. Watch the appreciation build far above any of your cash flow concerns. Because you know, investors. Well, if it doesn't cash flow two hundred dollars a month, I don't want to. I don't want to touch it. Well, what if it went up twenty percent in one year, like we probably saw this last year? Definitely. Uh, that's going to far outweigh any of your two hundred dollar criteria for cash flow. And, so and you can't be so you can't be so short sighted. Let's say this friend I was telling you about. Uh, he went through a, a bad divorce uh, two three years ago. And he had a lot of debt he wanted to pay down uh, and he sold some properties he had, but because of that appreciation you're referencing, he paid off all his debt, started from basically a, a zero debt. He owned like 21 properties. Well, now he's near 50 properties because he's, he's learned the game of finding deals. It's the most important thing with us. Yes, manage it, great. But if you're not able to find these deals and, and use your exit strategy for your needs, those that are watching this, you're never going to grow your empire. And so you grow it one step at a time. And you're right, the appreciation, the depreciation as well of writing things off. I mean, that's a really good, interesting. You can't do that with anything else except buy and hold. So that's kind of cool. So talking through Faria again, I'm sure there's, you probably have a list in your head of like the top three or five reasons people attend Saria on a yes. regular basis. And I'm sure the number one, which you touched on is finding deals. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just shooting from the hip, but I mean, clearly that's probably why they attend because they're trying to figure out how to do all that. Correct. So give us a few minutes on that. Sure. So a lot of folks show up to either our first meeting of the month, which is the first Tuesday in the evening or the third Tuesday of the month, which is our lunch and learn. So we get some people who can't show up during the evening. We got some people who can't show up during the day because of work. So we try to give two meetings a month at a minimum. Uh, Pre-COVID, we were doing special interest group meetings like yours, where they come learn about rental, or they come learn about flipping, or they come learn about owner financing. But we've kind of pulled back a little bit these last two years, waiting to get through this damn thing. But the key is, learn what you want for your exit strategy, okay? I've seen this, Brad, I don't know about you, but they try to do 100 things, 100 strategies, you know? They don't ever accomplish anything. Focus on what you're passionate about, what you can get excited about. Because if you're not passionate about rental, you're not passionate about flipping or wholesaling, you're never going to do well at this. But we have so many people that come to our meeting to learn a lot of the basics. And then if they're interested, I teach personally the advanced coaching. So they come here in my office behind this wall. It's a big conference room. We just did it this uh, two weekends ago. And there was like 10 people in there. And I'm teaching them where to look. For deals. I'm teaching them how to find the sellers and heirs. You'd be surprised. Most of our deals are not advertised. Most of our deals, the seller died and no one stepped up. So it's my job, your job, if you're on this type of system to put the puzzle together, right? Who are the heirs? What's the title issues and stuff like that. I've got a client coming in at two and they're doing what's called a subject to transaction. And 
a person fell behind on their mortgage. They're like $8,000 behind on their mortgage. And so my job is to convey the title to the investor, get a limited power of attorney, a three-page disclosure, and a deed of trust to secure the performance by the buyer. So if they fail, the seller has some recourse. But we're doing those type of transactions all the time. The great part is you don't have to take out a loan. You just take over someone's payment. And that's super cool. Because if you've got $10,000 to put down, we'll apply that towards getting the loan current and getting the property ready to, for rental purposes. And off you go. You can buy as many of those as you want. Now, what about the do on sale clause? No one cares. As long as the loan is current, the lenders don't give a damn, with the exception of Randolph Brooks Federal Credit Unions. There, I gave you your disclosure. <laughs> I, I do know that. I've heard that before about RBFCU. So that's yeah. funny. And I love subject twos. I think that's a fantastic deal because it brings up another part of the conversation that you might run into. Uh, some of the folks have an attitude right now. Hey, I'm just going to sit on the sideline and kind of see what happens to the market. When the market turns, you know, if the interest rates go up, that's when I can start doing these subject twos like crazy. And so give me a, you know, what's your, what's your opinion on that type of stuff? Okay. So anybody who's watching this, I'm going to give you one of the best advice I could ever give anybody. If I can go back in time and talk to myself when I first got started, this is like one of the best advices I can give you. One, no one gives a damn what you want. That's just the God honest truth. Nobody cares what you think. Nobody cares what you want. The only thing that matters is, can you help people? I'm not a real estate investor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a broker. I'm a problem solver. So I go look for people that are in trouble. They don't come to me, which is rule number two. Sellers are never going to call you. They're never going to follow up with you. It's your job to be that pest, so to speak, and follow up and follow up. I get more deals in my follow-ups than I do from the initial conversation. I may have to talk to a seller three, four, five, ten times before I lock up that beautiful deal. And here's another thing. When's the best time to buy? Today. Today's the best day to buy. Not tomorrow. Some days not going to lead you to the road of riches. It's today. So if you're watching this, get after it. I don't care if the market's up. I don't care if it's down. My final piece of advice is this on what I know. You can always count on people. You can always count on people to do dumb things. I cleaned up my language. Usually it's dumb crap. But anyway, dumb things. You can always count on them. Do you know how many people I have to deal with on a weekly basis that come into my office because their parent died without a will? It was coming. Everybody knows it. But now I've got to deal with all sorts of airship issues. And so I deal with it, which creates business for me. Do you know how many people go through divorces? How many people live beyond their means? A majority of these people in our society just create their own problems. We're all guilty of that to a certain extent. But I'm telling you, there's always going to be opportunities. Always. I don't care if it's hot right now. I'm still finding deals. I don't care if it's bad. There's plenty of cash investors looking to rent properties. There's always going to be buyers. I've got a VIP list of cash buyers. Honestly, about three or four. Whenever I get a hot deal on a wholesale, I take pictures. I put a lockbox on the door. And I said, all right. First one to bring me the cashier's check. This is what I want. It's yours. And they show up really right here. And I just deed them the damn property. And I record it for them right in front of them. I do a title search. I show them everything. Back taxes. I show them everything. Do you know how quickly I can close the deal? Brad, do you know how quickly I can close the deal? I'm going to guess within an hour. Within an hour. 10 minutes. Literally. Wow. I draft a deed. The seller signs it. Here's your check. Get out of here. I record it literally from my office. I don't even have to even go to the courthouse. 10 minutes. That's how quick I can close a deal. 
And so when I'm competing with the other investors of the world out there and they want to put it under contract, they want to close 30 days from now, I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. Can you close in three hours? They're like, what? Yeah, you can have your money in three hours. It just. Yeah, because yeah, you can do everything right there. You have title right. search, you have the attorney doc prep, you have all that good stuff that, that you know, takes other people a long time. Now, one thing I really like about Surya, if you look at it as a whole, it helps people kind of put the puzzle together. Because in the investment game, the world, uh, okay, I've got, how do I find a deal? Okay, I'm, I'm getting these techniques, I get it. Okay, I find a deal. Now, what kind of a, you know, engine do I put it into? Do I do a subject to, do I do a cash deal? Okay, great. I got that figured out. Now what? I, I got to do some rehab. Anybody know a good, you know, handy person, rehabber, flooring company, painter. And so it helps kind of people put the, the puzzles together. Okay. Now I want to hold the, the property forever and ever. Anybody know a good property manager? Yes. Or anybody know a good real estate agent who can help me sell it? Cause I'm, I want to divest it. There's all these different things that, that come together in the Surya mindset to include, Hey, I need some one-on-one -on -one coaching. I want to spend the money to do it. Uh, I'm joining number one, I'll be at the meetings, but I want to spend some time with Victor to you know, really kind of fine tune what's going on in, in my heart of hearts. I, I've set my goals. Now I need to get there. And Victor's the guy that can help me get there with some one-on-one -on -one coaching, some techniques and some inner workings of what you have behind you and your team, because who else can close in three hours? Right. I mean, it's pretty, pretty dynamic because if I'm a deal maker, I could bring a buyer and seller together. I'm, let's say I'm the buyer. I could bring them to your office and boom, we could close within a, a minute, you know, however long that's going to take. And that's a step above. And that really offers a good point of difference. So I think there's a lot of value in what you're offering. So talk to me more about the, the puzzle putting together, as you would right. say. Well, obviously you got to find the deal first. Once we get past that, then you got to make sure it's a clean deal. We run into deals, Brad, all the time where there's title issues. I had one uh, over the weekend, guy sent me a listing. Um, I'll read it to you if I could, but to make it short, home is worth 200 grand, but the guy owes $500,000 in federal tax liens. Okay. He also has a judgment for not, you know, credit card or whatever that may be. Well, I know things in Texas, you can't place judgments on homesteads. So I can get that judgment removed. There's just a process. So it helps clean up the title a little bit, but I'm also fully aware of what's called statute limitations on judgments and even federal tax liens. So there's like literally 10 federal tax liens stacked on top of each other. And seven of them have already fallen off, but you've got three for another two years. What could you do during those two years? You could rent it. Yeah. Or literally you could sell the property on a huge discount to an investor say, Hey, don't sell this property for tears. Cause if you do the title company is going to tell you, you got to pay all this $500,000 off, but no, you could just sit on it for two years, one month and get a hell of a deal on it. Let's say it's worth 200 grand. What would it be worth to you, Brad, if you had cash to buy that property? You're not gonna pay 200 grand, you're gonna probably even pay 150. You might say, you know what, I'll do it for 100. I'll roll the dice that I'm gonna buy a property for half off, I can rent it, it's gonna cash flow, it's gonna appreciate beautifully. And then after two years, one day, then I could sell it or I could just keep it indefinite, but I got a hell of a deal. And for a lot of people, they can't think outside the box. I've done deals like that. Now I prefer the clean deals, but you know, you get a lit, you get a lemon. What do you do with it? You make lemonade with it. So there you it's go. It's a problem solver. I mean, it goes yeah. back to, I mentioned this yeah. all the time is the shark tank concept. Are you there to solve a problem with your service and or product? And what you do as your service for yourself, which is an investor and for your clients under Saria is yeah. you help them solve problems, which is a beautiful thing. I love it. Keep going. So 
we've been doing a lot of these deals over time. And a lot of folks wonder, how is it that I keep getting deal after deal, month after month, year after year? And I would say it's Christmas for me every month because literally drop me off in Dallas, Detroit, Denver, anywhere with a D, I don't care. And I'll go look for deals because it's the same everywhere. It's everywhere. If you're broke, you got nothing going on for you, drive for dollars. If you're not technical uh, and computer looking for leads, drive for dollars. Just find neighborhoods that the Brads of the world, his clients, his landlords want to buy in. Nobody cares what I want. Go find what Brad and his sellers, want, I mean, his, his clients want and go find that and then find the owners and then put a deal together and then you can assign it or wholesale the deal and in and out. There's no reason that if you drop me off in Denver, Dallas, Detroit, I couldn't do the same damn thing. But when I ask people to go drive for deals, as an example, they're broke as hell. They don't want to. They don't want to. You know, Brad, I don't know how you feel about this, but I get, I guess, inside kind of upset with people. I do. Because you take the horse to the water, you show them everything, and they don't want to get off their ass. They want to learn everything, everything, everything. We do have those students, by the way, Brad, where you, you do it for them. You do it in front of them. You talk to the sellers. You put a deal together. All right, now go do it. And I'm here to help you. And I'll put my money up to help you buy these properties. And they won't. That's, I think, the worst thing. So when you have your clients, Brad, that own properties and they're listening to this and watching this, good for you. Because you did something that 99% of the investors out there won't even do. Get off their ass. So good for you. I don't know if that helps out. No, it does. And so, uh, you know, what's interesting too is we're also seeing the the invasion, you could say, of all these blue state people moving into the San Antonio market. We have the population explosion. The San Antonio Austin corridor is just blowing up, as you know. And so, does that make it tougher, or does that offer new opportunities for investors? What are your thoughts on that? I take the high road on this. Um, you're familiar with San Antonio in the Northeast. There's a neighbor like Valley Forge, um, what I consider entry-level type homes. Um, 20 years ago, when I got started in this business, I don't think you could have bought a home in there for more than 80 grand, okay? And the last three years, you can't find homes in that neighborhood for less than 200 grand. That's just, you just can't. And I'm talking, these are box little houses. So let's just say my goal was to do 20 deals a year. But am I making hypothetically 10 grand per deal, 200 grand per year. That's cool. But now instead of having to do 20 deals, I can make 20 or 30 grand per deal. Now I only have to do 10 to still get to that level that I normally would want. So when I got started in the business, my biggest competition wasn't other flippers or investors. You know who it was? New home builders. Now that's gone. No one's building under 250. They're just not, it's just not, financially responsible to build homes with the current costs and labor costs to build homes. So you don't have to do as many deals as you have had to in the past. You can do less, better quality. So yeah, you may not reach your 20 deals a year, but maybe you can do 10 and still make as much, if not more money. So adapt or die. Guess what? San Antonio is stupid now. You know what? Go down to Corpus Christi, go down to Laredo, go down to you know, small, smaller towns. There's still deals to be had. It sucks a lot of these folks are moving in because our values are going up, taxes are going up, but adapt or die. That's my big piece of advice. 
every opportunity comes from somewhere and if this is yeah. going to be, you know, the root of a new opportunity. Um, so I want to ask you a little bit of a side tangent question, kind of see your attitude about Zillow. So Zillow in the last quarter, they took a bunch of losses. They sold off all of their homes that they had purchased or did what, you know, big, a sure. big strategic play. Uh, give me a few minutes about what you, what your thoughts on that. So to the point of this, I often say that even if there was a hundred of me, we could barely scratch the surface of what's out there. In other words, Zillow is not the problem. I buy you know, companies out there. They're not the problem. They can buy as much as they want, but it's still scratching the surface of all the homes sold in a month or a year. Would you agree? Agreed. Yeah, there's so it's, much business it's out newsworthy. there. It's newsworthy when you hear the Zillows of the world are failing and you know, it's still a, a, you know, a hands-on, but just still a service business. I don't worry about the Zillows. They come and go. You know, over the last 20 years, I've been in this business. I've had those California investors come into the auctions and overspend on properties and fall flat on their faces because, you know, they, they oh, I, if I buy it for 130, I can sell it for 200. No, it's still a piece of crap. You got to fix it. And you're lucky if you get 180 and then they fall on their face and they liquidate and cut their losses. These companies are always going to come and go. I still believe the one thing about real estate you never can see what's going on in a person's mind. You can't put that on a computer. You can't put that on an app. You never know what they're going through, their pressure point, their problems. They need help finding their next place. They need help packing up. They need help moving. I don't know if real estate's ever gonna like be digitized like an Uber service. I don't think it is, man. I still think the personal touch is finding people in trouble solving it. And there's always going to be deals. Do you know how many people die every day in like in a city like San Antonio? Do you know how many people file for divorce or probate every day? I mean, it's hundreds. Every day, someone does something stupid that creates opportunities for guys like you and I. Sorry, I was spitting a little bit there. Uh, I get excited thinking about there's always going to be opportunities. I don't worry about the iBuy companies. They're, they're useless. Population increase creates even better opportunities because now you can do rehabs. And like, I just did one, you know, a few months ago, dude, I sold a property and I just killed, I made it. I made more of that one deal than most people make in two or three years, just with one deal. I mean, stupid money. I, I live simple. I know, I know a lot in this game, but I live simple. And if you do that, you're going to be fine. Let's talk about that. Give us a few uh, minutes, uh, a little vignette about one of your favorite deals in the last 12, 24 months. Sure. Sure. Um, I'm going to go three years, in fact, because um, it's a long play and you'll love this one. Um, so I went through a divorce. I started uh, three years ago. I'm sorry it happens. I was with my ex-wife for like 23 years. Bad stuff happens. It's okay. I I'm open about it. But um, we had bought a property uh, several years ago and um, I sold it, like I said, three years ago for like 310. We, after closing costs, buyer contributions, I think we netted like 290 or something like that. Market was hot, it just perfect time. Um, and it was a very nice neighborhood in San Antonio, um, north side of town. But the best part of the story I didn't tell you is the guy died and his grandson who he adopted stayed in the home with his drug addict friends. And as you can believe within a short period of time, the house is going to hell. He can't even keep the utilities on in a very nice neighborhood, by the way. And he uses all his money for his drug usage. We know that. He had to sell his car for his drug usage. He had to get a BMX bicycle to go down the hill to go to the local pizza hut so he can get a job so he can buy his drugs. You, you get the big picture of it. So a neighbor told me about the property. 
I talked to this kid for a while. I ended up getting him to agree to sell me the properties behind on taxes, 29 grand. His grandfather had a federal judgment on it for 200 grand, uh, a second judgment for 22 grand, and a deceased wife, the second wife, who had another judgment against her for 5,000, back taxes of 29, rehab of 40, 50 grand. And you start adding the numbers up, and 99% of investors, what are they going to do, Brad? Fail. They're going to run. Yeah. yeah. It's my favorite deal of all time because I know how to get rid of judgments. And because of what I know, all I had to do was come up with the back taxes of 29 grand. That's all. But the next problem I ran into is two of the heirs were in California and San Diego. Uh, they were guests of the California penal system. So I flew there. I got on a plane, got on a plane Southwest at 6 a.m. I land in California time at 10 a.m. Go to the first jail and Junior agreed to sell me the property and all I needed for his cooperation was 500 bucks in his commissary account. Okay? Then I go to the other prison and the sister, uh, she's a piece of work, I wouldn't cooperate. And finally, I remember my skill. What am I? A problem solver. And so I said, what can I do to help you? What is it that I could do with this money? I offered her 500. She's like, no, I want to, you know, 10,000. Like I'd give her 10,000, by the way, but I wasn't going to just on principle. And so we agreed to a thousand, but I had to give 650 of it to her other kids. Uh, grandparents were raising the kids while she's in prison and 350 into her commissary account. And one of the best parts of that story was, as I'm exiting the jail cell, uh, the room where they put us in, the, the, one of the guards is laughing at me. She's laughing at me as I'm approaching because she's like, there's no way you're going to get this girl to do it because she doesn't listen to anybody. And I was able to get her to do the deal. And the lady wasn't laughing at me. She was proud of me. And she said, I'm so proud of you because this woman is so difficult and you got her to do what's right. And that was super cool. So I ended up getting the deal. I was going to wholesale it. Brad, this was uh, three, four years ago. I was going to wholesale that sucker for 140 grand. 140 grand. That was going to be my biggest wholesale ever. And then I showed the wife while I was married to my ex-wife. And she's like, let's live in it. I'm like, okay. It was in that neighborhood next to us. It was bigger, nicer. We lived in it for three years. Do you know how much my mortgage was for three years? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. I was with property tax is about it. Yeah. It was like five grand a year. Nothing. So when I sold it, I saved three years of mortgage. I sold it for, like I said, 310. We netted 280. I got all my investment back plus my rehab and I netted 200,000 tax free. Plus save, I'm guessing 60,000 in mortgage payments if I bought it brand new back in the day, you know, kind of thing. So it was just, just one of my favorite deals because it changes your life. One deal in this business can change your life if you're willing to hustle and fly and do this and do this and do this. But most people don't. They just want it handed to them like they're at Starbucks. You know, there you that's go. A great, that's my favorite great, deal. Great illustration point of how you have to kind of go the extra mile to get these deals done. It's not just going to fall in your lap. You've got to get out there and hustle. That's the kind of thing that people learn at Surya. And yes. so I want to close this episode out with, tell us more about the, you have bi-monthly meetings, and then you also have other opportunities with other, you know, small groups and coaching opportunities. Where do they learn more? Where do they go? Okay. First thing you should do is go to Surya.com. That's S-A for San Antonio, R-E, real estate, I-A, investors association.com. So S-A-R-E-I-A, Dot com. You can also write down our phone number, and that is 
1-800-273-9597. If you want to send me a personal email about some transaction you're having trouble with, I'll help you just to help Brad's uh, listeners here. So this is for Texas people, please. <laughs> but if you have general idea, general concept, bring it on. But it's Victor, V-I-C-T-O-R at Moss Law Firm. That's M-A-A-S as in Sam, lawfirm.com. Victor at mosslawfirm.com. It's the best way to get a hold of me. I love talking real estate. So one of the best opportunities I can give everybody who's listening to this is this. If you find a deal and you're not sure what to do with it, I will put up my money, my knowledge to put the deal together. And all I ask is that we go 50-50 on it. That means you take no risk and I get it all done. Either we're going to wholesale it or you can run with it and we can, you can flip it. But I'll help you through the whole process. I just don't partner on flips because... You, you show me the property. You don't want to do anything else from that point on, but you want to have the profit. It's just not worth it to me. Put all that money in for that kind of deal. But I'll wholesale with you all day long. Or if you need help just closing a deal, hey, we'll do subject to closings. We can point you the right direction. You have title issues. I can help you fix that. And you can pay me for my time to do that. Um, so there's a lot I can help you with, but go to Saria.com. We have some online courses, or you can do our, basically our three-day Video training plus two days with me. So it's like five days of training. Trust me, when you're finished with me, learning what I know, I'll show you everything. And the reason why is I believe in abundancy. There are more deals out than you could ever imagine. So I don't really care. If I teach 10 people and they all go do deals, great. You're not even scratching the surface of what out there. I've run into deals that I wanted. Somebody else bought them. They're all proud of themselves. Ooh, I got one that Victor Mall didn't get. I don't care. There are more deals out there than you can imagine. So if you're serious about it, if you want to be serious about this, go to our website, look at it, come to one of our two meetings we do monthly, the first Tuesday of the evening or third Tuesday, third Tuesday at lunch time. Our events are on our website, Saria.com. I'm here to help you guys. I'm here to help any of Brad's listeners. I want you to be successful. You don't need to do 100 deals a year to be successful. Hell, you can do one deal and you can be set for the year if you do it right. So we're to help. Awesome, man. That was exactly why I brought you on. I wanted to hear that last minute bit because I do believe you guys offer a great service and man, that opportunity to partner with you on a potential deal. That's, that's unheard of. Uh, we may have to work together on a few coming up. Bring it on, man. Bring, bring it on. I love this. This is like monopoly to me. It's just a game. It's, yeah, all it's fun. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah. Well, appreciate you coming on. This has been a fantastic conversation that we had. And I encourage everybody to go to Saria.com, start to work with you and your team. I think it's a fantastic opportunity. Thanks for coming on, Vic. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I'm going to take one quick picture. So don't laugh at me as I'm doing this because I think it's super cool. Say cheese. There you go. Thanks, bud. Have a good one.